Welcome to another episode of Morning Coffee with your host, Rick Alexander. I started this show to talk about all of the interesting, complex, paradoxical, and sometimes uncomfortable aspects of the human experience. If you get anything from this show, the greatest compliment you could give me is to share this show with somebody that you think the message may resonate with or to head to iTunes and give us a five-star review. Additionally, if you want to interact with me, you can follow me at rickalexander underscore on Instagram. Without further ado, on to the show. Happy Hump Day. Today I am continuing this mini-series doing a teaching from the revised edition of my first book, Burn Your Couch, which of course I will link up in the show notes of this episode. Currently recording the audiobook of that too, so I anticipate a couple of months. You guys, the struggle of getting this book out in the world has been nuts. I've I said yesterday's show, I wrote this book three times and then I've revised it twice. Uh, I'm done now, by the way. I think it's in its final form. Um, But I've also recorded the audiobook two times, and I was actually in the process of editing it, and then when I revised it, I was like, okay, now I have to record it again. But anyway, all that to say, it will be out in a couple of months, but both the Kindle and the paperback version are available on Amazon. This section comes from page 52, and it's called The Value of Your Thoughts. We come from a lineage of assimilating into a tribe. In our primitive years as a species, hunting and working in tribes made a lot of sense. Surviving a world full of both animals and deadly elements is just easier when you can split up the work. Even now, studies have shown that people who have a sense of community are happier, healthier, and tend to live longer. Companies such as Apple and CrossFit have been successful in large part because they've created a tribe to which people love to belong. But just like many of the things that we are accustomed to doing as we evolved, tribalism isn't the end of our story. We always have to search for ways to walk the thin line between tradition and growth. We can never let the evolution that got us where we are now hold us back from getting to where we truly want to be. At the same time, we must acknowledge what we've gone through so that we don't repeat it. We should never settle for what other people think when we have not yet explored the thoughts on our own. This is where we find our original genius and where so much creativity and growth tend to be found as well. The problem is that we're so exposed to bias throughout life that overcoming it is near impossible. Many of us have thoughts that are recycled from the people around us, whose thoughts are just recycled from the people around them. And the whole world continues this way, with no one making any meaningful kind of change or equitable contribution. Then one day, a Steve Jobs type comes along with an original idea, and just like that, we are awakened to a different thought pattern. We find a new tribe. The only way I've found to break free of this paradigm is to expose my mind to many different ways of thinking and many different experiences. Many people use psychedelics and plant medicines to force the shift in perspective, to tear the mainframe out, so to speak. Many of us attend seminars or read books that nudge us along. Still, many of us never get to the point of originality at all. We just grow up and grow old, never knowing how we truly feel or what we truly think about anything. Many people feel strongly about topics about which they know nothing. 
They're just repeating headlines and social media memes and getting worked up when someone challenges what their tribe believes. You see it with nationalism, you see it with politics, and you see it with religion. We vehemently protect the thoughts of our tribes, though our lives no longer depend on them. Furthermore, as a society, we look down upon people who change their minds. In politics, we call them flip-floppers. In real life, people get frustrated when you don't fit in the little box they've manufactured for you, and they would much rather that you just keep on believing what they believe, as if entrenchment in an opinion about a certain topic to never learn or grow is productive. The people who mine the contents of their own soul for originality are the trendsetters, the ones who spark the initial thought pattern become the central tribal figure, and this is precisely where the idea of value in an original thought lies. People will line up and pay every cent they have if they can be part of a community that resonates with original thinking. The catch is that you have to think differently than your tribe to form one in the first place. So there are many sort of sections in this book. I kind of built this book off lessons from running ultra marathons and really tough endurance events, lessons from the military and deployments, and then also lessons from trying to run businesses in the world and like trying to figure out what it means to succeed with a business in the world as an entrepreneur. Here you can hear two kind of thoughts oscillating back and forth. The first is that we live entrenched in other people's ideas. And that's just true of our culture. I mean, that is almost what culture is, so to speak. But what I became aware of, or the thing that helped me realize when I was trying to do something new, or when I was trying to make a name for myself as an entrepreneur and for my company, I realized how, how short everybody else's thoughts actually came in my own life. And it started, it made me start to pull the veil back, so to speak, on all of these other areas of my life. I was like, man, if they're wrong about that, right? Because this is what happens. You start a business and you listen to what all of these people have to say about how you can succeed. And you, you, know, you Google all of these articles, 15 ways to get your business to the top today. And the thing about all of those ways is, is that they don't know you. And so it's just generic advice anyway. And they don't know what sets you apart. And in order to succeed in the business world, you have to know what sets you apart. And so that was the realization for me that, that helped me start pulling at the idea of other perspectives. And so then what I started doing is I started reading books that I, that I did not agree with. I tried to do one every six months, though now it's been kind of a while since I've done that. But in doing that, you know, you start to see that well, I've said it on here before, but everybody thinks they're right. And so when you start to hear other people's opinions and you start to measure those against your own and you're not doing so in an emotional way, right? Because if you're emotional, it's very hard to know what you actually think because you're just reacting. The good thing about reading the book is you can put it down. You can take time and space to think about what the words are saying Think about, measure it up to your own experience. Try to think about where the author is coming from and their experience. And then you can slowly work through it. Now, what happens in that tension of going back and forth from what you think to what they think without the triggers and emotions, like that will come up, but that's why you put the book down, right? Without, if you were to do that in person, it would be much harder to like put the conversation down and pick it back up. But with a book, you can actually do that. And then in that tension of back and forth, you start to see what you really think. And then what you also start to see is how much the truth really tends to just be right in the middle. It's never at the polarities. Extremism is never the truth of our reality. So it, 
it helps to start to pull the veil back on your own thought process. It also helps to get to a point in life where you realize that maybe you believe that because you come from a certain place or a certain time. Like this is how my political beliefs were, right? Like I essentially adopted all of the political beliefs of my family. And that's mostly what we all do. Or we take the opposite tact and we just, you know, evolve or adapt the exact opposite um, beliefs of our family. But then you get to a point where you you start to ask yourself, is this, does this measure up to the world I'm seeing? Does this measure up to my own value system, to my own heart? And then the real reckoning begins. And, you know, a lot of people, the reason that they don't start to pull those threads, they don't ask themselves the tough questions, is because our beliefs are so stacked on top of each other, right? Because sometimes we think, okay, so that's not true. Well, this other thing I believe isn't true. And if this isn't true, well, I've tied my identity to this other thing, which is connected to this thing. And so you can see on and on it goes. And so we're afraid of the tough questions because it's a lot like a, a Jenga pile. You know, you pull the wrong block and the whole thing comes tumbling down. But the thing I would submit to you is that maybe it should, right? If your beliefs can be pulled out from under you, then maybe they should be pulled out from under you. Maybe they're not strong enough to withstand the tension of the actual world. What you see if you look out in the world is a lot of people that are defending beliefs that aren't serving anybody, including themselves. And so you see it with all of these isms. You know, that's what I was talking about in here. I'm like, you see it with nationalism. You see it with politics. It, there's tribes everywhere. And we find these tribes because, you know, of all the belonging that I've talked about. But I would also ask, like, as a species, are we not evolving? You know, we, we have to, as I said at the beginning of this uh, passage, walk the, the very thin line between tradition and growth, right? We don't want to leave everything behind because there are certain things we've built that really work for us. But we also have to be readily willing to admit when our own beliefs and the things that we think about the world are no longer serving us. And in that, as that happens, as we come have that reckoning with self, then we can start to come up with some like actual beliefs that are serving us in the world, but not before that. You know, when we're just a mouthpiece for other people's ideas, it's, it's very hard to one, ever know what we think. And then how could we ever be on our path if we don't know what we think about the world? Most people don't frame their thought process out this way, right? They just kind of go through the world and they have their whatever they think just kind of comes up in their mind and then they agree or disagree and then they move on. But the thing that I put forth in this book and my new book especially is the idea that actually we can think critically about what we think about in the first place. And that's what the, the skill of thinking really is. It's being able to look through your own belief system, your own thought process, see which ones are serving you and see which ones aren't and learn how to dispense with those so that you're not at the, you know, at the control of a poor thought process. Thinking can be learned as a skill and it's important that we approach it that way and we think critically about what we're thinking about because if we don't, we'll, we'll end up in some really terrible places and oftentimes what happens is we end up as low-hanging fruit for charlatans or marketers that want to sell us something. So have the courage to check out what the other side thinks you know have the courage to read a book that you don't agree with have the courage to listen to somebody who who vehemently disagrees with what you think create the space there so that you can think honestly about it but in that place you'll probably find that there's a lot more truth in there than you were thinking originally 
Anyway, that's certainly been my experience. I love you guys. Have an amazing day. Uh, we'll talk later on Morning Coffee.